you someone that wants more out of life? Someone that has the drive inside them to succeed. Someone that has a vision of how you want your life to be, but you're unsure how to make all of that happen? If this sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Unguided, the podcast that teaches you how to reach all of your goals and turn success into a lifestyle. Hello, and welcome to Unguided, the podcast that turns success into a way of life. I'm your host, Steve Eck, and this is episode one, so I'm pretty excited. And so I want to dive in right away and talk about why you should listen to this podcast, why you should share, why you should subscribe, and you're going to love it. So what I did is I took success and broke it down into uh, a blueprint, into a framework. Now, I know a little bit about success, a little story about me. There was a time that I worked in a tall factory for $3.25 an hour and struggled with literacy. I never went to college. Today, I'm a successful entrepreneur. I own several businesses, multimillionaire. I go on speaking tours. I work with coaching clients to get them to their level of success. So I'm highly qualified in talking about this. But the best part is I broke it down into like I said, into a blueprint, into a framework that's easy enough to follow. And this whole podcast, and I'm going to do hundreds and hundreds of episodes, will talk about each one of these. And you're going to learn what it takes to get to your level of success. So we're going to start with talking about what a goal is, because I want everyone to understand this first. A goal is just the uh, the object of a person's ambition, you know, what they put their effort to, what they're aiming for, what they want the desired results of. Success is achieving it. It's that simple. You know, so first you have to think about what you want. That's the first step of understanding what you want. I think where a lot of people run into problems with that is they have a self-limiting belief system. So before I get too far ahead of myself, Let's just touch on each component of success, okay? So the first component is goals and planning. I'm going to break down what it is to have a goal and to build a plan. And let me give you a quick story about that. It's said that only uh, 3% of the people have their goals written down and only 1% read them daily. I I would say that's pretty accurate. If you looked at a study by the uh, Labor Department, about Social Security, and this is their statistics. Now, I'm not a huge fan of rattling off statistics. However, I do look at statistics to back up the evidence that I have. So, um, Social Security. In America today, one person out of 100, just one, will be able to retire to the lifestyle they want. Wow, that's pretty powerful. Only one out of a hundred. Four out of a hundred will be able to retire. You know, that's not saying a lot, is it? Not to the life they want, they will be able to retire. That's only 5%. 95% will either have to continue working, have to rely on somebody else, their kids, family members, friends, or unfortunately they will will die before they reach retirement age. That's 95%, 95 people out of 100. So only one will retire 
to the lifestyle they want. So we're going to go back to the goal setting. Only 1% of the people write down their goals and review them daily. Now it's more than just writing down. There's planning involved. There's a little bit more to it than that. I'm going to throw another statistic at you as proof of why this is number one that it has to be done and the importance of it. In 1979, the Harvard Business School, there's a study conducted in 1979, the graduates of the Harvard Business School about goals. 3% of the people had their goals written down with plans specifically. 13% of the people, the graduates, had goals. Right, so that's 16%. The other 84%, nothing. These students, these graduates, were followed for 10 years. That's a pretty long study. After 10 years, the 13% that had goals written down, compared to the 84% that didn't, on average, earned twice as much money. That's on average. So the 13% doubled the income of the 84%, and they had their goals written down. The 3% that had the goal written down, the plan, very specifically, they made combined, not on average, combined 10 times the amount of the other 97%. That's staggering. But this is what it takes. This is what it takes to be successful. Regardless of the industry, like I said earlier, success is what you determine it is for you. Everybody's success is different. I'm talking about what it takes to get there. So the first thing you have to do is goals and planning. They go hand in hand. You can't just write down, this is what it is, read it every day. It's going to help, but it's not going to get there. The second thing is, uh, and this is the second box to check. So the first is you have to know what you want. The second is fear. Fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. Fear is the biggest obstacle people run into and they can't get past. They, they can't, they don't understand it. They can't process it. They can't get past it. holds them back. So fear, it falls into three categories. I'm just going to brush over the surface. I want to, like I said, each one of these components that I'm talking about, goals and planning, fear, I could do 50 podcasts each on each one of them. So this is, again, episode one, just getting into the, just getting into it. So fear, like I said, falls into three categories. The first is things that happen. Uh, where people are afraid of things that happen. Before I go any further, let me back this up a little bit. Fear is real. Every single person feels it. Nobody is immune to it. Nobody. People will tell you they are. They're lying to you. However, high-achieving, highly successful people have learned to recognize their fear, to feel it, and to overcome it, to move past it. You know, I think it was Dr. Jeffers that wrote, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, and that's pretty much what it is. But it, we're going to get a lot more involved than that. Just do it. Uh, it works for a Nike sales pitch, but it doesn't work for getting past fear. So again, let, let me get back to that, the three categories. The first is things that happen. This is uh, becoming disabled, um, aging, uh, fear that you're going to be alone. Um, you know, kids, empty nesters, fear of loss of financial security, fear of illness, fear of being attacked. You know, like somebody mugged, 
fear uh, right now of COVID, uh, of catching COVID, fear of your country going to war. I'm in America. My gosh, war is uh, pretty uh, pretty common here. You know, we, we, we fight a lot of wars. And so there's some more unrest and there's a fear of, of going into that. So the first is the fear of things that happen. Now, also, this is the same fear that the media uses to um, promote. They use the fear of things that can happen. You know, don't come to Chicago. You might get shot. You know, they talk about all the shootings in Chicago. I'm not saying there's not shootings in Chicago. What I'm going to say is I am in Chicago. I live in the city at my age, and I've lived here my whole life. I've never heard a gunshot. I don't know anybody that's been shot. I don't know anybody that shot anybody. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying the likelihood of it happening to a person is pretty small. Yeah, you know what? There's some big numbers of, of 50 people being shot out of the 9 million in the Chicago area. So again, I'm, I don't mean to downplay it. It, it. I wish it would stop. It gives us a bad name. However, um, I don't have a fear of it. You know, So that's what the media uses, the fear of things that could happen. We're going to go to war, um, illness, you know, uh, virus, things like this. The second, and this is one that individuals feel the most, and this is the fear uh, we're going to call action. And these are the fears of making decisions, of changing careers, of um, trying to make friends, of trying to begin a relationship. This is the fear of public speaking. This is the fear of ending a relationship. This is people, there's a fear of talking on the phone, uh, a fear of taking tests. You know, in school, kids would be afraid to take tests, be afraid to go on interviews. This is the fear of driving, um, of making mistakes, of, of missing out, you know. So this is action. And this was what will hold people back. Like I said a little earlier, fear of changing career. Um, yeah, that's scary, isn't it? You know, because there's a lot of unknown. You know? So this is the fear, one of the biggest fears out of the three categories that held a person back from their success because they're afraid to move. They're afraid to move forward, action, right? The third is ego. That is the third category. So you got happens, things that happen, actions, and ego. Now, ego is the fear of rejection, the fear of failure. The, you know, what will, what will people think of me if I fail? What will people think of me if I reject? What will people think of me if I'm vulnerable? Uh, what will people think of me if I am helpless or I am conned out of something, you know, like scammed out of something? Disapproval. What if my reputation is damaged? You know, if, if you're a smart person and you do something dumb, what will people think? People think I'm dumb, you know, so um, ego. And, you know, egos are fragile. You know, they're very, very fragile and uh, we all have them. You know, they, they, I don't, everyone says, oh, no, I don't. Yeah, no, everybody has them. So, um, yeah, th that's the second thing is, is the fear. So I will dive deep into each one. The third, and my gosh, I can spend years talking about this because there's not one. There's many that occur. There's many that have to occur at the same time. And that's mindset. You know, that is just, uh, wow, uh, hundreds, hundreds occur simultaneously. So the biggest one I think I mentioned a little earlier is the self-limiting beliefs. 
people don't realize, you know, uh, that they could make more money, that they could become more successful, that they can live a life that they want, that they can have what they want. They're very limited, like, no, I, I can never be like that. I can never rise to that level. You know, interesting story. Uh, I own a business and I hire employees. And before I, I offer employee pay, I always ask them, well, what would you like to make? And this is common. This isn't just me speaking from experience, although I've experienced this many, many, many times. This is very common what people do is they will take whatever they made at their previous job and add a few percent, up to 10%. And then they go, well, this. So they have this self-limiting belief. Rarely will you find somebody that says, I want to make this much because I am able to bring in this much for you. You know, so that's a mindset. You know, I am uh, I'm definitely going to challenge people in this podcast with a mindset. And some will believe in me, will agree with me, believe what I'm saying, and some won't. But I, I can guarantee you, I can promise you that everything I say, I will back up 100% with evidence. And so you have to, you'll have to understand at that point. So mindset um, is, is so, so important. And even though I put goals first, I talked about a self-limiting belief system. And it's hard to make a big goal, big, audacious, a BHAG goal if you have a self-limiting mindset, you know, um, going back to the fear, I, I love the story. I have to because this is part of making a, your mindset is you never make a wrong decision because you know you will come out on top regardless of this decision you make. You're offered two job positions. You can't go wrong knowing that you can take either one of them, right? And I talked about fear of making decisions and uh, a mindset is knowing that you can never go wrong. And a story that I talk about with fear, because uh, this all ties in, is the donkey that stands between the two bales of hay and can't understand or can't make a decision which one they eat and they starve to death. You know, that's like a thing. That's a real thing. So a mindset is no matter what happens, you can create your own circumstance. Another mindset is the competitive versus creative, you know, and this is a big one. It's one that I'm always talking about. When I meet somebody and they go, well, you know, I'm really competitive. I think to myself, well, that's unfortunate because I think people need to be creative. And let me give you an example. I'm not talking about creative, an artist. You don't have to pick up a paintbrush paint and a canvas. Competitive mindset is when your focus is on someone else somewhere else, or something else. Creative is when your focus is within. So an artist who is creative takes what's inside of them and puts it on canvas or creates art based on what is inside of them. So being creative, taking you, your focus is you and bringing it out. I'm going to give you an example that uh, I'm going to use two figures that people might know. Let's talk about Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. Two, obviously, arguably the greatest that ever played their sport. Now, everyone thinks that Michael Jordan was competitive. Of course, when the tip-off hit, he wanted to win. So for that time, that game time, of course he was competitive. 
He wanted to get more points than the other team. There was a point. However, when he practiced, when he focused, when he set his goals, he never said, I need to be better than Magic Johnson. I need to be better than Larry Bird. That would be competitive. He was creative. He said, I need to be better doing this. If you look at his early play, he took the ball to the basket more often. And as he realized that that wasn't going to win him championships is when he started working more on his outside shot. When he started working more on his defense. See, he saw what he was lacking to get to that next level. He made himself better. He was very creative. At no point he said, I need to be a better defender than uh, the glove. Uh, who was the guy's name that played out west? Gary, Gary Payton, the glove. He was a great defender, but Michael Jordan never said, I needed to be a better defender than him. He just said, I needed to be better playing defense. Tom Brady never said, I need to be better than Peyton Manning. Tom Brady knew he had to be better than he was the day before. He needed to be better. He needed to study more film. He needed to improve his own game. He is the epitome of what it really takes because he's not, he's not the fastest. He's not the biggest. He's not the strongest. He can't throw the ball the furthest, right? Those are all competitive, right? If you're the fastest, it means you're faster than everyone else. No, that was never his goal. His goal was to, to improve his game to win, you know, himself. So that's a mindset. Another mindset is the fixed versus growth. So a fixed mindset is when you have a belief system that is unwavering. This is it. A growth is when you're open to new ideas. You're open. Doesn't mean the new ideas are right. You're opening. You're open to listening to new ideas. In America, this is my perspective. Almost everybody has a fixed mindset about a lot of things, a belief system. You know, we see it a lot in politics. You know, one side or the other. That's fixed. You believe that. You know, and that's fine. You know, that's if you want a fixed mindset. If you have, if your conviction is that deep. Excellent. I, I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing you, but a growth mindset is exactly that. You look at what possibilities there are. You have to explore. Hey, there might not be the possibility you want, but you still have to explore. So that's the growth. The other mindset that we have in America that, that I've noticed a lot is, um, and this will hold people back from wealth, is the... Uh, Universal despise of wealthy people. You know, wealthy people are bad. You know, and, and I maybe I, I overgeneralized, but uh, how many times have we heard somebody that, that's bought an expensive car and people go, well, they must be compensated for something. What are they saying? I hate that person because they have an expensive car. I don't like them because they have this. And you don't. You know, that's... When, when you adapt an idea that, you know, rich people are evil or, or wealthy people that have a lot are compensating for something, what you're saying to yourself is, I'll never be like them. You know, I, uh, I had this conversation with, with my daughter. 
I'm wealthy. And we had this conversation and she uh, talked about wealthy people being bad, uh, evil. And there are, don't get me wrong. There's evil wealthy people. Of course, there's evil in every class, lower class, middle class, upper middle class, lower middle class. There's evil. Evil is not the amount of money you have. Evil is who you are, you know, your character, your ethics. That's evil. But as I explained to her, wealth is not pie. By taking more, I didn't make somebody else take less. No, no, not at all. I didn't take more than my share. I gained wealth. Not only that, I use my wealth to help other people gain wealth. You know, that's my mindset on wealth is I can use it for good. It's wealth is a powerful tool. You know, I joke around and, and say that uh, Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark proved that wealth is just strong as superpower. Um, I know they're fictional, but uh, so we have this mindset that wealthy people are bad. You know, and, and not to get too much into politics, but our last uh, president, Donald Trump, is a wealthy, wealthy man. You know, billionaire. And there was a lot of people that truly hated him. And they made this connection that they hated him partly because he was wealthy. And, you know, you could dislike a person for any reason you want. But if you're going to dislike a person for that, and I'm not saying I like him or dislike him. I'm not even getting into the politics of that. I'm using it as an example um, of a mindset. You know, so if you're like, oh, Steve likes Trump or Steve hates Trump, I'm turning off. Stop. Don't turn off just yet. So uh, I can go on forever about mindsets. But it is very much up there with setting goals and getting over fear. All of it's important. But these are the boxes that have to be checked. Michael Jordan had a mindset of winning. You know, he was a winner. Steve Kerr talked about coming to the Bulls. And he said he'd never played on a team. And he played on championship teams before. He'd never played on a team where you were expected to win every night. That's a mindset. The Cubs lost for 108 years. And uh, when Theo Epstein took over, he had a plan. And his plan was to get rid of the losing mindset. And he did. They traded away great players. Uh, and Derek Lee, Afonso Soriano, they were traded away. Couldn't understand it as a fan. And he started getting rid of everybody. Groundskeepers. Equipment managers. The final straw was he walked into the front office. And there were six Front office workers left from the uh, old regime. And he said, uh, all of you are fired. It didn't matter how qualified they were at their job. Some of them were great at their job, but they had a losing mindset. And he couldn't reverse that. He cleaned house. He did that 2012, 2013. And by 2016, they'd won a World Series. After 113, 15 years, something crazy. And that's what he had to do. He had a winning mindset. He did it in Boston. He did it in Boston again. He did it in Chicago because he built that community mindset, that winning attitude. So mindset's important. We're gonna, I'm going down the list here. So the next is uh, your habits, your daily disciplines. Show me a person's habit and I will tell you how successful they will be. You know, and we have this idea with our habits. We, your habits, they either move you forward toward your goal or away from it, negative, away from it. There's no such thing as neutral moment. Understand that. So everything you do either moves you toward your goals, towards your success, or away from it. So you have to every day 
move towards your goals. So your habits reflect what's important to you. You can say whatever you want to say, but your habits will dictate your success. Um, I met a person one time and, and they said to me, yeah, I, uh, my goal is to play the piano. And I said, I, I don't mean to sound negative, but uh, no, it's not. Like, what do you mean? I, I said, because if you wanted to play piano, you'd be playing already. However, you have plenty of time. You've never made one effort towards it. Although it sounds great, your habits dictate differently. Your habits dictate what is important to you. You can say, I want to go to the gym. But when you crack open the bag of potato chips, that instant gratification of that flavor is more important to you than going to the gym. Your habits dictate it. Your habits dictate your success. And we are, are creatures of habit. You know, we are so holistic as uh, humans. That's just how we are. I, um, I don't eat fast food. I will pass by a McDonald's at lunchtime and I'll see a line of cars out the parking lot. You know, like just a line of it. And I think to myself, at no point could I imagine anybody saying, eating at McDonald's will forward me towards my goals. But yet here we are. They're one of the biggest companies in the world. It doesn't, if your goal is health, eating McDonald's does not bring you closer. If your uh, goal is financial security, eating fast food at McDonald's is not a financial decision. It's not a good financial decision. You know? So, but yet that's a habit. Habits are hard to break. They are breakable. And I'm going to get into there's several ways. You know, you may have read in books different ways to break your habits. Several different ways. There's not one single way of doing anything. But they need to be broken. You need to develop new ones. Daily disciplines. That's what I call them. Habits are daily disciplines. Habit is so much greater than desire. Um, you can desire. I mean, I think New Year's resolutions prove that. We all, everyone says they want to lose weight. But uh, everyone is eating that double cheeseburger by uh, January 7th. So, I, you know, I don't want to sit here and sound critical. That's not. I'm trying to prove points. You know, so I am using extremes. Uh, so habits and daily disciplines, that's right there. We're going to talk deep about that. Environment. You know, environment is crucial to your success. It's who's around you. It's where you spend your time. That's what I mean by environment. It doesn't matter if it's at a bar or a gym or a club or an organization. You know, one doesn't make any other greater. It's the environment you're in. What is that environment? Is it negative? Is it positive? Is it, are, are there individuals who influence you in these environments are constantly naysayers, nagging? It's noise. You know what I include in environment? is social media. I include that in your environment because people spend so much time on social media. It's part of your environment. And the internet is neutral. It's not good nor bad. You know, let's face it, it, it's neutral. It's what people make out of the internet. And social media can be very negative. People will prove, want to prove they're negative. Uh, they, I don't know how, what enjoyment people get out of that. It's noise. Unfortunately, when you spend time, it's influential to you, you know, and you'll become engaged, you know. So another part of your environment is when you talk about your goals, I love talking about my goals. I have my book, 
my goals are written out. My uh, my plans are written out. I, I go over them all the time, and I, they have to be adjusted based on the current climate. You know of, of what's happening. You know you have to adjust. Um, but when you talk about your goals with someone in your environment, and if you have to qualify the statement with "Don't laugh, but" or "You might think this is crazy, but." you're probably in the wrong environment because somebody that's positive, somebody that believes in you, somebody that wants to see the best in you is not going to laugh at you. I want to hear big, hairy, audacious goals, BHAG, as Jim Collins will call them. You know, so this is, uh, your environment's very, very important. And uh, that's kind of comes back to your stop doing. I didn't talk about that yet. Habit. Stop doing lists are more important than to-do lists. You know, that's, you'll be healthier if you never joined the gym and you just said, I am going to change my diet. I'm going to stop eating fatty foods. I'm going to stop consuming as much alcohol. That'll be healthier for you than signing up for a gym. You know, so your your don't do list is uh, greater than your to do list. So in your environment, there's going to be a lot of don't do list. Don't continue to go here. Don't continue to go there. Don't continue to talk to this person. Don't engage in negative talk. You know, don't uh, don't challenge um, negative people. You know, you'll just engage. They'll bring you down to their level and beat you with experience. Um, I think it was uh, Mark Twain that said that. You know, never argue with a fool. You know, they'll they'll bring you down to their level and beat you with experience, or never argue with a fool because an onlooker can't tell the difference. It's kind of like that in your environment. Remove yourself. You know. uh, the next thing is your inner circle, your tight, tight group. We've all heard that you are made up of the top five or six people around you. And it's true. I don't know. It could be five, six, four. I, again, there's not an exact number, but you get the idea. Maybe you only have four people around you who are very influential to you. I know I have my crew. I, I call them my crew. I actually call them my tribe. And there's eight. There's eight in my tribe of people who have great influences on me that I admire, you know, that, that I want to be more like. There's qualities in each one of them that I find very admirable that, uh, that I try to emulate, to, to try to grow into, you know. So your, your inner circle, build it. You know, build your inner circle, and that's kind of getting past fear, isn't it? Remember I talked about fear of starting a relationship or a friendship? It's not easy to walk up to another person and go, you know what, I, uh, how about if we go out sometime, just hang out? You know, like it's, it's a difficult thing to do. However, if you're going to build your, your circle, your community, your inner circle, that tight bond, it's what you have to do. It's what I've done. You know, I, um, it's what I continue to do. You know, when I meet somebody and there's something I admire about them, do you know what I do? I actually say, do you know what I really admire about you? And I just speak the truth. And, and oftentimes people will be so appreciative. They go, wow, really? And you, you start that more, that conversation. And, and eventually you will hang out or eventually you'll get to know each other more. Um, your inner circle, think about it. Think about your inner circle. Going back to your environment, uh, it's where you work. Right? You spend a lot of time at work. It's people you spend time with. It's your family. You know, I don't have a large, large family. 
you know, I have a few cousins, a couple aunts and uncles, a couple brothers, my kids and that. And I love them all. I love my whole family. That said, uh, there are certain people that are in my family, and, and some have passed, that I didn't want to spend time with. Not that, it, that I hated them. I love them. But it was the negativity, you know. And, and yeah, we are related and, and that, but I had to set boundaries. So, and I did. I did. The next thing we're going to talk about, and again, these are all components of success. I hope I'm not dragging on. I'm just laying out the groundwork here. The next one's your inner monologue. That self-talk, that inner dialogue, your inner critic, your self-sabotage. Um, it's your inner voice. Uh, your inner voice somehow doesn't motivate you, does it? It kind of scares the crap out of you. You know, and, and um, the... Uh, Salvatore, I think, is is uh, it's that inner voice that tells you you won't do it, that shatter. It tells you you won't do it. And, and how do you get past your own inner voice, right? And there's, there's a lot of strategies, a lot of tools you can build to turn your inner voice, to silence it, or turn it into positive. You know, it can be done. It's, it's definitely something that, that needs to be done. Your inner voice will hold you back. We're coming down to the last three. There's only three more. Time management, or I should say distraction management. That's huge. We all have enough time. Time is not your issue. How you choose to spend your time. You know, there's, we'll talk about doing deep work and shallow work. You know, it's meaningful work, meaningful ways to spend time, time wasted. You know, if you want to do the math real quick, just say that we waste, I don't know, 20 minutes a day, right? Wasted 20 minutes a day at 365 days. That's a, almost 122 hours a year. Wasted. 20 minutes a day wasted is equal to almost 122 hours. Think about that. 122 hours. If you dedicated 122 hours to any one thing, you would you would gain so much knowledge. You would move yourself so much forward. 20 minutes a day. A 20 minutes wasted, just say you're awake for 15 hours a day, right? Do the math. 20 minutes, wasting 20 minutes is not a problem in 15 hours, is it? So time management, distraction management, um, there's two rules I know in life is how you use your time is in direct relation to how successful you'll be. And the second rule is everything's a distraction, you know, and, and there was a time in my life I was the worst. I was a pinball machine bouncing around. So dive deep into time management, knowledge. Yes. Finally getting there. You have to have knowledge in what you're going to get into. Um, and the knowledge is, is, uh, Awesome. I mean, you, you want to go after that. You have to first determine what you want before you gain knowledge, correct? And you have to get it past the fear. You have to get the mindset that you are going to succeed. You have to build up the people around you. Like, I'm ready to do it. Great. Go get the knowledge. You know, that's where the knowledge comes in. Everything else comes in first. All right. So then the knowledge. Just say I want to open up a coffee shop, right? I have to first determine what do I want to do? I have to do my market analysis. I have to build my plan, the whole thing like that. I'm going, okay, I can do it. I can succeed. And then I have to get the mindset. 
you know, I have to get the uh, the people around me who will encourage me, support me, because I can't do it alone. I know this. And now it comes down to knowledge. So that's when I start finding out about coffee. You know, maybe I even get a job at a coffee shop for a few weeks just to see how it works. I want to know everything about it. Maybe I have to go down to Colombia to understand what uh, coffee growers go through, things like that, or Mexico, wherever it is that uh, you're going to get your coffee from, you know, the islands. So the knowledge doesn't come first. Everything else comes first, and then the knowledge. And then the very, very last thing is yourself. You have to work on yourself. How you do one thing is how you do everything. You want to live a level 10 life in business. You're going to have to have a level 10 life in health, a level 10 life in relationships, a level 10 life mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, how, however you want to do it. You need to grow. You need to become the person you want to become. Rarely, and I, I can't think of, sitting here off the top of my head, I can't think of a certain case of a person whose life in one area is so poor and yet so great in another. It's not something you really see. So you have to work on yourself. You have to work on your health. Health is so important. You have to feel good about yourself. You know, you have to look in a mirror and go, you know what? I look great today. I can sit in the mirror. Now, you might not know what I look like. I'll give you a quick, uh, quick uh, I have long dreadlocks. And uh, I have a receding hairline, and I have attached earlobes. I have crooked teeth. I've never had braces. I have rather a larger nose. Uh, I wear glasses. I, um, I, I've been described as looking at, like Garth from Wayne's World. Um, so I can sit there and pick out all the flaws. And every morning, I wake up and I look in the mirror and I go, Steve, you are looking good today. You know, and work on yourself and I'll give you some tips of what I do. I don't get out of bed in the morning until I've reflected on everything I'm grateful for. Right, Every person I'm grateful for. The first time I did this, I think I was out of bed in about three minutes. <laughs> now I literally lay there for 45 minutes thinking about gratitude, gratefulness. You know, then I get out of bed and I look in the mirror and I'm like, Steve, you are looking good today. And from there I go and meditate. You know, so these are the things that I needed to work on myself um, to improve, to be successful. And this has been something I've been doing for years and years. So becoming a high achieving person, it's not waiting for the right circumstance. It's not. It's not waiting till you have more money. It's not waiting till you make your first deal. Becoming a high-achieving, successful person is understanding that it's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. That is what this podcast is all about. And I, I'm going to end it here. And I'm going to end it up in a minute or two. So please uh, share this. If you found it useful, share it. Subscribe. Um, leave us, leave me, us, yeah, I have a crew, leave me a five-star review, you know, so other people can enjoy it as well. I want to see everybody successful. I want success to go viral. There's a concept, huh? Anyway, until next time, my name is Steve Eck, and I'm the host of Unguided. Oh, quick, quick note, Unguided, because life doesn't come with instructions. Life didn't come with a roadmap. 
life came unguided. And so this is uh, this is your life. This is your life, and this is how you're going to turn your life into success and how you're going to make success your lifestyle. Have a wonderful day.